Real Golf Radio. It's a reround now on the tee. Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. Brought to you by Siegfried and Jensen. Protecting the rights of you and your loved ones. It's a reround on Real Golf Radio. Hey, welcome in. It's the Mountainland Supply Hour of Real Golf Radio. Mountainland Supply, your turf specialist with rainbird sprinklers, controllers, drip irrigation, and everything you need to irrigate your lawn like the pros. Go to mountainlandsupply.com. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you. Dave Glauser, our producer. Thanks for joining us every Saturday morning, 6 to 9, right here on 1280 The Zone. And uh, boy, here we go. Uh, into February, and our social media mm-hmm. contest for three Callaway Maverick drivers ends today, so you need to be out there following us at real golf on Twitter at real golf radio on Instagram and Facebook. And that's how you can go ahead and be entered to win one of these three Maverick drivers. They'll be announced next week on the show. And uh, we appreciate all those who have already given us a follow and entered. And uh, we wish you the best of luck. Cause I'm telling you what, these new Ma- Maverick drivers are unbelievable, but it's been fun. Uh, we appreciate everybody for joining us and uh, look forward to interacting with you on our show social channels again at real golf on Twitter at Real Golf Radio on Insta and Facebook. Uh, Bob, an interesting conversation. And, you know, about this new Premier Golf uh-huh. League on the P- you know, that, that looks to challenge the PGA Tour as the premier place to play for professional golfers. In, in visiting with the caddy offline, and you'll hear more of the caddy's thoughts coming up later on in the show, but... You know, he said basically it it all comes down to the money, right? I mean, is there any other motivation here than money? Not really. Yeah, it's money, right? I mean, why yeah. else would you make a move? They're talking about two million dollars to the winner every week. They're talking yeah. about ten million dollar bonus for the winner, and they're talking about um, a forty million dollar team bonus. And that whole team concept's hard for me to wrap my head around right now. But uh, at the end of the day, it's about money. Well. The one thing that we learned from what Greg Norman did with his World Golf Tour was essentially the creation of the World Golf Championships. Mm -hmm. So do you think that with the Premier Golf League coming at the PGA Tour in such a manner, will it have a change or an effect on what the PGA Tour does to take care of their top players? Because that's who who they're coming after. Yeah, you know, the interesting thing is, like you said, Greg Norman... Um, he kind of let the cat out of the bag, wanted to do the world golf tour, you know, that kind of thing. But then, you know, the PGA tour took an adaptation of it. You know, if these guys let the cat out of the bag, you know what? PGA tour is going to change and and they're going to preempt them and, and they're going to make it. Um, so these guys don't have a chance. Um, my opinion is, you know, what pockets pockets were probably every bit as deep with the funding of the world golf tours that, that Greg Norman was putting together pockets are every bit as deep with this one, but you've got some big deep pockets with the PGA tour and the PGA tour is going to make it difficult and hard for its players to walk away and not have the world ranking points and the ability to play major championships and all that kind of thing. I just don't see how it's going to fly. I, it, it seems like you would, the only way it would is if your tour or your product was vulnerable somehow. Is there a vulnerability and an opportunity to improve? Now, you always want to be able to improve, but I, when I look at low-hanging yeah. fruit for somebody like the Premier Golf League, you go after the European tour, right? Uh, you go yeah. after some of these other tours, and so then if you per, perhaps you create a Premier Golf League 
that replaces the European tour and the Australasian tour and the what what have you, right? Sunshine. I don't know what it is. Then maybe they're taking the best. They're trying to take the best from all of them. Well, I get it. They want to they want to jump right in and, and buy Boardwalk and Park Place, right? I get it. Yes, but, correct. But if you if you were to take a, a stand and say, let me pick off some of this lower hanging fruit. And now you basically we've we've we positioned ourselves where we're going nose to nose with the big dog in the PGA Tour. So there's two big dogs. You got Premier Golf League and a PGA Tour. Now they're battling it out against each other and trying to vie for what has the best product and and let it try to work its way through that way potentially, right? But again, I go back to other examples in other sports, the XFL, the USFL, um, you know, uh, other other types of leagues that have tried to jump in on and and you know talk about American football's most popular sport in the United States. So, you know, and then you got NASCAR, you could throw in there too, but, but you talk about popularity, those other leagues so far haven't worked. No. Right. And they tried to mess it up and be creative and all that type of thing. I just don't, I'm not sure that what they're coming at here with the PGL is going to just sink the, the mothership. Well, and what, what they're coming after is the premier players on the, on those tours, the the European tour and the PGA tour, they're trying to get the best players, the top 45, 50 players in the world to make a break and jump onto and jump onto their tour. I just don't see how they're going to make that happen. Just it, it's unfathomable to me how they can pull those guys away with the with the thought that a lot of those guys, some of those guys don't have major championships. Some of those guys have multiple major championships. Um, and to pull them away and put in jeopardy the ability for them to play majors um, just for the sake of of money when they're making so much money right now on the PGA Tour, I, I just think it's going to be too hard. Seems that way. It is, but it is interesting discussion. Yep. And like I said, maybe it helps improve the product on the PGA Tour. Great. If it does, great. Um, but I, I don't see the PGA Tour – Saying, "All right, you did it. You got, you got, you got over on us." I mean, there's too much history there, and yeah. the, to yeah. me, the product is good right now, right? So, right. if if the product's good, then I, I don't know. I mean, you always have the Best Buy Circuit City type thing, right? You know, Circuit mm-hmm. City was great. Best Buy did it better. Circuit City's gone. Best Buy's the place. So, there, there, those things are there, but the 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 stories are countless in in business. But this one seems like a pretty tough one to to overcome. I agree. That said, if the look if, if forty five of the top players decided to go support this league, that's where the eyeballs will go. The media will go there. TV will go there. That's where then then if the TV's there and the players are there, sponsors are there, and yeah, that now you've got something. But man, that would be quite a coup. Um, it would, no doubt. Yeah. So anyway, no interesting. Doubt. It's not expected to roll out for a couple of years if it does get some legs. My guess twenty twenty two is what they're saying. Yeah, my guess is this thing this thing doesn't go, but uh, it is interesting. I mean, great. People are seeing that the golf is has some benefits, and and that's I, I think only lends to the credence of what the PGA Tour is doing in professional golf. So um, I guess hats off to them for having something that is attractive to other buyers and yep. uh, you know other organizers. So pretty interesting. Hey, uh, by the way, this segment brought to you in part by Zion's Bank. We haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Uh, we had a chance to ch- talk with Jaime Diaz from Golf Channel. By the way, t- uh, Golf Channel celebrating 25 years, and uh, certainly love what they do at Golf Channel, helping us uh, to see uh, basically anything you may have missed if you're not there in person uh, in professional golf. Uh, we had a chance to catch up with Jaime Diaz, talk to him a little bit about this and, uh, and, and other topics on the PGA Tour. Jaime, how are you? 
Good, Brian. How are you? Doing great, man. We really appreciate you taking some time off the bat. I mean, a great start to the year. Certainly a lot of excitement surrounding, you know, Tiger Woods chasing down Sam Snead, you know, being tied and looking for win number 83. And the tour seems to be off to a great start so far this year. I agree. You know, I think, uh, you know, we have that in sort of a impending Rory uh, Brooks rivalry that we've been waiting for. But, you know, with Brooks being injured slightly, uh, we, there's plenty of guys to fill in with, uh, you know, a lot of uh, interest. Obviously, Tiger's always going to be a focal point. But uh, I think Justin Thomas and John Rahm, uh, they sort of have a uh, secondary rivalry building, I think. Um, they're third and fourth in the world. And, you know, both, you know, 125, 126, just, uh, you know, so impressive at such a young age and so consistent, especially Rom. He's, he's always in the hunt. Uh, Justin has had a better career as far as cumulative totals with a major and being number one in the world at one point. And he's won this year. And, uh, but John is always there and, and he's just a very fascinating guy because of the way his, uh, his style of play is, is so powerful and seems to be something that, uh, is going to continue to improve. Uh, I, I watch these guys. There's so many of them now with Patrick Cantley guys, you know, who we forget to talk about. Uh, there, there's a lot of stories and it's, uh, it's, it's a fast moving year and it's not even February. You know, you're talking about John Rom and his rise to what number three in the world right now. Um, you know, 2017, just a couple of years ago, he wins his first event at uh, San Diego and he had a chance to win last week as well. But if he wins this week, he moves to number one. It's it's amazing what he's been able to do in such a short time. I was just counting. I think he's got nine top uh, fives in the last. Uh, is that right? Nine top fives in the last fifteen tournaments. Really, wow. pretty. Uh, and uh, that's worldwide. Uh, some some mm-hmm. in Europe with a couple of wins. Uh, yeah, you know, I think the the last piece of the puzzle for him is is kind of being more effective on Sundays. I mean, he's always in it. Uh, but can he finish? And and that's always the hardest thing. Uh, that's why we revere, you know, Tiger's record so much. And just he, you know, he capitalized and finished so well. Um, but you know, it tends to be the last piece of the puzzle. We look back in history, and and you know, I think of your dad, who, you know, lost very few tournaments that he was in control of. And it, it, I think it's the most underrated and most important skill to be a, a significant historical player. Jaime Diaz, Golf Channel, joining us here on Real Golf Radio. There's so many directions I want to go, and I, I definitely want to ask you about this uh, new proposed tour, which is kind of interrupting a little bit uh, what, what's going on on the PGA Tour. But before I do that, I wanted to get to Jordan Spieth. Watching him the last couple of weeks, you know, I, I guess I had high hopes. Jordan has, you know, provided such an exciting brand of golf when he came out and dominated in 2015 like few few do, especially at that young age and so many comparisons to the greats of the past, including Tiger and the accomplishments he had early. And then just, you know, the, the struggles. Uh, any, any thoughts, insights on on Jordan and, and uh, what you what we can maybe expect this year? You know, it's such a difficult game. <laughs> it sounds so trite. But it, it's a it's a high wire act in many ways, you know, uh, keeping it all together, and it's easy to fall off, and and then you know it's hard to get back on. It, it's, I mean, all these bad metaphors I'm using, but the point being, it's not new, and we've seen really good players uh, have uh, great starts in their career and, and fade. Although I will say I, I can't think of one that's won three majors as quickly as Jordan, who has faded as quickly. Um, you know, David Duvall faded quickly. Uh, 
Fanny Lyle faded quickly. A little older, though, not, not 25, 26. So I think, you know, the scary thing is the driver is often a hard club to uh, come back from when you become, you know, really erratic with it. Uh, I think the putter might even be easier to come back from. And actually, Jordan did have some putting struggles, uh, which was, you know, amazing. It was like watching Tiger have chipping struggles. Jordan's just an incredible putter. But he got that back, but he has not regained the ball striking. And, you know, week in, week out on tour, as good as it is, as, as important it is to be a great putter as far as winning, to be consistently in contention and, and making cuts, it's much more uh, reliable to be a good ball striker. And, and so you see Jordan, you know, missing cuts and shooting high scores when, when the ball striking betrays him. So, you know, I have a lot of faith in his championship qualities and figure that he'll find a way, but I don't want to ever act as if it's a given or that it's any way easy. I'm sure he's going through some of the darkest times of his career, soul searching and, and wondering if, if the issue is mechanical or technical or mental or, whatever. Uh, it's probably mental and that's always the, the deepest hole to come out of. But when the key does happen, uh, you often see these great comebacks, um, because you get, it's a long road in golf and, and you do start respecting the, the real all time greats for how consistent they were and why players value consistency more than anything else. Because I think it's the hardest thing to attain over the course of a career. Jaime Diaz joining us here on Real Golf Radio. And I think that's what's interesting. You know, we're going to talk about those that are playing well, but I think that's what's intriguing and so compelling about the game of golf is the struggle. And they struggle right there in front of it. You know, I mean, you'll see an NBA player or an NFL player have an off game or two, but there's a whole team to pick them up. So with this individual sport out there in the spotlight, especially when you create one as bright as Jordan, then it becomes compelling to see him battle back. And yeah. and, and I think we'll look forward to, to, and I think you're right, not that it's a foregone conclusion, but you do expect he's young enough he will figure it out well the margin in golf is just so they're so small you know the margin for error is uh, you know the smallest ball the longest club the littlest hitting area you know obviously the ball is just sitting there but that just leaves you more time to think about it so yeah. you know if it starts to get if it starts to get complicated it can spiral and uh, i'm sure that's happened to some extent to every player uh and i guess resiliency is the final measure of whether uh you come back, and I can't believe Jordan is not resilient. You know, Jaime, um, one of the big things that came out last week was this proposal or this announcement of the the, the Premier Golf League um, wanting to get players, you know, the top players in the world to uh, to to jump on. Um, and Commissioner Monahan talked to the players at a meeting last week, and more has come out about it. And Phil played in a pro am this week in Saudi Arabia with some of the some of the investors or guys that were going to try and build it, that kind of thing. Uh, your thoughts about that Premier Golf League and um, you, anything that you know uh, in particular that, uh, that might shed some light on it? I really don't have any specific knowledge beyond what I've read and what, you know, people are talking about. Obviously, it, those, those founders, uh, the, the, the guys behind this, the money behind it believes there's a need in professional golf for a star driven sort of showcase 54 hole event, um, or event series of them. I'm not sure there's a hunger for that. Uh, I don't, I find the weekly tournaments very compelling. Yeah. There's stars in golf, but 
I think it's misguided to think that the same stars are always in contention every week. Like there's some kind of fixed, you know, uh, uh, you know, icon that is continually, you know, you know, on, on center stage, every tournament, that's not the way golf is. And one of the, I won't say charms, but certainly I think one of the appeals of it is that it's such a hard game that if a really good player is a little off, he'll get, he'll get beat by a, a, a so-called lesser player who's on his game. Whereas I don't think that's the case as often as let's say in other individual sports and in, in tennis or in boxing, let's say usually the better player is going to win because he's matched up against another player. And in golf, you're matched up against the golf course. So I'm kind of doing a roundabout here, but the point being, I don't, you know, when I watch a WCC event, uh, to be honest, I look at that as a limited field, no cut event. That's probably easier to win than a regular tour event, even though they get more world ranking points and there's more big names. So I'm not convinced that, geez, everybody's going to drop everything to, to, to want to watch this. I can see how the players would be, especially against someone like Phil, who's basically at the end of his regular tour career and might, you know, have, have a, a bonanza waiting for him. If he did this, he, He's already established himself, his pension's fine, all those things. I mean, maybe he goes for the money. But I do think, you know, I go back to 1994 when I was at Sherwood when Greg Norman introduced, um, you know, his world tour uh, proposal with, with uh, had a pretty big network behind him at Fox. And, you know, the tour players were interested and they were intrigued. But in the end, they knew that it meant leaving the PGA Tour. And the PGA Tour is such a solid infrastructure and and with a such a good future that's a big decision and and in the end none of those players honored uh i shouldn't say honored they, they did not go with greg greg felt like he had some commitments uh from some players but in fact they were not you know in stone they were not written there were no contracts and they decided in the end you know i got too much to lose uh by leaving the pga tour and i'd be surprised to see many players try this except people in you know, special situations where maybe their careers are uh, are waning and they're, they still have a big name like Phil. I'm, I'm not saying Phil can't win on the PGA Tour, but it, I don't think it was an accident. He played with that guy in the Pro-Am. Sure. You know, I mean, he's intri- he's intrigued by this. Uh, let's, let's see. Uh, but um, obviously, I don't know who a star is in, go- in golf, really. I mean, other than Tiger Woods. That's really who drives the bus. I don't, I don't think you could take anyone else in the top ten and guarantee tremendous marquee value and that's no knock on anybody it's just that golf is really about the collective field more than it is about an individual player showing up in a tournament except for tiger i think that's really well said and you know you can put together a contrived event like tiger versus phil and there's some that value there but it's really putting them all out there at a particular course and see what shakes out that create and when it just happens organically that's the real excitement not the arranged excitement if you will right so uh, i think there's some good I points that, there yeah. yeah well thanks yeah no i i agree with you that uh, you know you know the bigger the field especially with today's depth to me the more impressive the achievement it, unless you know there's there's nobody from the top 10 there but as long as there's a representative field which there almost always is on the pga tour that's why wins are so valued it takes something special to do it no matter who's there all right, that was Jaime Diaz who joined us in hour number one. Really good insights. Really appreciate him. Longtime friend of the show. Just one of the best in the business. And uh, we congratulate him on his success at Golf Channel. And that is uh, brought to you in part by uh, Hoops Vision and HoopsVision.com. Don't forget, get out to Hoops Vision. Mention Real Golf Radio when you schedule your free comprehensive consultation. And you'll save $1,000 on your LASIK procedure. The, the 
this is it, guys. The technology continues to improve year after year. So if you haven't been a candidate in the past, you very well may be now. And the guys that are the best at it and they're on the cutting edge of technology, place people come from all over the world, it's Hoops Vision right here in uh, just south of Salt Lake City. So check them out, Hoops Vision at hoopsvision.com. More of the show continues next. Hi, this is Ned Siegfried. Siegfried and Jensen can help you if you've been injured in an accident. However, one thing we can't do is change the amount of your insurance coverage. You need to do that before an accident. By calling your insurance agent today, you can significantly raise your insurance limits for literally pennies a day. You'll be shocked to find out how little it costs to really protect yourself and your family. To learn more about this and other important elements of an accident, visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com. This is Bob Casper for Barbecue Pit Stop. I'm a Traeger guy, and I got their Timberline 1300 from Barbecue Pit Stop. It comes with a Wi-Fi app where you can see and adjust your cooking temps while sitting on your couch or if you're out and about. My Timberline has 1,300 square inches of cooking space and the ability to cook up to 12 chickens, 15 racks of ribs, or 12 pork butts. I love my Traeger grill, and you can pick up yours today from Barbecue Pit Stop with locations in Lehigh, Salt Lake, Layton, or at barbecuepitstop.com. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant, game changers even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts, and I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts, no more solution, no more glasses. Instantly, I could see. It was so easy, and it worked. My only regret was waiting so long. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with the latest technology, they give you more options than ever. Do yourself a favor. Go to HoopsVision.com right now and schedule your free consultation. And mention Real Golf Radio and save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Hoops Vision is your key to making sure nothing gets between you and your life focus. It's one of those moments you'll always remember. The first thing can teach young people how to hit a driver or how to stop a ball out of a bunker. But true success is measured by how well they perform off the golf course. By how well they use values like confidence, perseverance, and integrity in their daily lives. The first thing helps young men and women become better golfers. But even more important, better people. Get involved. Visit thefirsty.org. Hey, ever wonder how your favorite golf courses in Utah look so good? Pros and golf superintendents agree you should turn to Mountainland Supply for your turf irrigation needs. Mountainland Supply is the exclusive Rainbird golf distributor in Utah. What does that mean for you? When you need irrigation products for your lawn, you can trust Mountainland Supply will not only have what you need, but they can assist you in designing your sprinkler system with smartphone technology controllers, drip irrigation, pipe parts, and tools. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. 
Whether you're a casual golfer or an avid golfer, let You Into Golf help you fill your wish list with the season's best deals in golf, featuring special holiday offers from Titleist. Save on Titleist Pro V1, Pro V1X, and AVX golf balls for only $39.99 a dozen. And save $30 on Titleist Vokey SM7 wedges for only $119.99. And while you're there, register to win free golf balls for a year. You Into Golf offers an exclusive 90-day satisfaction guarantee. You Into Golf, helping golfers' holiday dreams come true since 1971. It's a reround on Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. Welcome back to the show. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you. Thanks for joining us. This segment brought to you by Mountainland Supply, the official Rainbird Golf Irrigation Supplier in the state of Utah. Want to look, want your lawn to look as good as your favorite golf course? And by the way, that's all coming up shortly. Here we are in February already. By you know another mm-hmm. month or so, be out there getting this done. Well, you need to shop where the pros shop at Mountainland Supply. Go to Mountainland Supply. Dot com And uh, we had a chance to catch up with Sean Toulon. He's the executive vice president of Callaway Golf. He's general manager of Odyssey and, of course, founder of Toulon Design. This is the guy that knows. I mean, this, this guy is smart. He's been in the business a long time, been very successful, and uh, he knows a thing or two about putters and golf clubs. He, he's designed most of the stuff that you're used to playing out there. We had a chance to catch up with him. Here he is. Sean, how are you, buddy? I'm doing great, Brian. How are you? Hi, Bob. How you doing, Sean? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you. Nice to be with you guys. Yeah, it's good to be with uh, with you as well. And uh, I guess we're both battling through a little bit of the wintertime uh, sicknesses here. But uh, nonetheless, we have even if we sound a little off, we have some really good information that's on. So that's what we're going to go with today. All right. I love I love that. All yeah. right. Okay, cool. Hey, uh, so obviously uh, the big topic uh, with uh, with Callaway has been Maverick, uh, the driver, the woods, the irons, all of that. Uh, we talked to Dave Neville on the show last week. Uh, big launch of the PGA as well. Everything seemed to go go great. Had a chance to hit the new Maverick driver last week for the very first time. And I'll tell you what, it is. Uh, y- you start feeling like Phil Mickelson out there a little bit, you know, uh, hitting bombs. But uh, you guys must be pleased with the initial results from the launch of uh, Maverick. Yeah, really happy, um, you know, to get a win right out of the gate. Almost had one first week out with, with Xander. Um, and then uh, to have Leishman win last week um, and uh, Sagstrom on the uh, LPGA last week, I think it's fantastic. The driver for us, um, it has such incredible sound and the feel. is It's unlike any Callaway driver I've hit for a long, long time. So uh, really good. And then, I think the biggest thing that, that the golfers are really reacting to is that it's more ball speed for sure, but it's also a lot more forgiving than what we've had. So um, sounds better, feels better, goes straighter and goes a little farther. Other than that, it's not that good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that's one of the things that Brian talked about, Sean. He went and played that in a, in a little tournament with his buddies from his, from his club uh, last weekend, and he said the sound was different compared to what we heard with the Epic Flash. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was an opportunity for us to really improve. Epic Flash was great, and, and we're proud of that one. But this one, um, we turned the computer loose, uh, the, the whole artificial intelligence platform that we've got on really helping us manage sound as we look for more speed and more forgiveness across the face. And it definitely came up with some things that we probably wouldn't have thought of and uh, got us into a pretty cool place. So 
uh, we're going to have fun with this one, I think, you guys. Yeah, I, I found myself uh, taking on some um, some tee shots with the driver that I would normally be laying up, and it was pretty cool to watch it just uh, fly straight down the fairway. And I, I had to I had to brag a little bit on social media, but it was fun. Uh, I had a good time with it. So if you haven't had a chance to do so, get out and check out the new Maverick driver. But uh, I wanted to also uh, spend some time talking to you about putters. Uh, a big a big switch this uh, this year with the triple track um, being going from the golf ball now being incorporated into putter alignment so now you can use it for both this is this is one of those things sean and i'll be honest with you it's it tends to be a little polarizing the whole triple track some guys just love it other guys are just like oh how could you do something explain the technology behind it and the decision to add it to the putter line sure well the 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 i think for the average person could look at that golf ball and say it's got three sharpie lines on it right but there's a science um it's called vernier acuity which is what this golf ball is based on um, and it's really, uh, has to do with the way your, your brain and your eyes, um, look and recognize patterns and are able to align them, uh, better than others. So with this one, it's not simply three lines. The science includes the color of the lines, the width of the line. So if you'll notice the red line in the middle is wider than the two flanking blue lines, the space between the two. Um, and w- when your, your eyes see that your brain recognizes um, a pattern there, it's much, much easier to get it aligned. So that was really uh, the beginning of um, the uh, our journey, if you would, with the golf ball. And the, the three lines versus the one line, I might butcher the number here a little bit, but it's something like 27 or 32% easier, better, more consistent to align. So it's a big deal. You know, so as we were working with the inventors of this golf ball, because it was actually a doctor and a, um, a professor from uh, St. Louis University. Um, as soon as we knew we were going to get the deal done, I was up in Chip's office um, as we finalized the whole thing, and I took a golf ball, walked down to my office, um, got on my uh, cell phone, called Aussie Rollinson, who's our chief Odyssey designer, and Luke Williams, who helps run the putter business. And I said, you guys, Aussie, bring a two-ball head. Uh, Luke, you bring a ruler and two pens, a red one and a blue one. We're going to do some designing. And, um, we went into my office and I literally 37 seconds later, uh, we had those lines drawn on top of a two ball putter and you could just see this thing was going to be really special. So, um, we decided to bring it out in, uh, in a line of putters and it's just done unbelievably well. So tell us a little bit about, um, how it's being received with the players um, and with the public so far? Yeah, so um, seven players, Bob, last year on the PGA or last week, I should say, had it in play. Um, the important thing is you can use the triple track putter without the ball. Um, it works better with, but if you know if you're if you are a one line person, it works great with that as well. But it's you definitely will get more out of it with both. Um, with amateurs, I think it's incredible. So as we were going through the development of the product this summer, I bet you I did, I don't have to bet you, I know I did at least 1,500 fittings at golf uh, clubs and courses around the country. And one of the things that we'll focus on first is alignment. So we'll always have a golfer uh, take their golf ball and their putter, and I'll, I'll set them up on a straight uphill, dead straight, like six or eight foot putt. And I'll have them tell me when they think they're perfectly aligned. And then I'll ask, I'll hold the putter head and I'll ask them to come behind me and take a look at it. And when they see it where they're aligned, 
you hear all this mumbling. Some of it is not fit for a, a radio show, what they say. <laughs> uh, um, but, but, I mean, they're absolutely blown away. So the significance is so important because if you're misaligned by one degree from 10 feet, the golf ball will miss the hole completely. I would say the average in these 1,500 fittings that I've done is four or five degrees off. It's so far off. And what's interesting, it's not that you would think, well, that's an average or a poor player. It's good players. It's tour players. The difference between a tour player and an average golfer, though, is the tour player will be very consistent with their bad alignment, but they still have it. Um, with the average golfer, they can be four or five degrees off from 10 feet on one pit putt to the left, and the next one can be three or four off to the right. I mean, so it's, it's honestly, it's a disaster. So I always kid these golfers. I said the, the, the strategy that you're using when you get over a putt is called luck. And I, in golf, that's not something you really want to have to rely on, right? So, um, so really what we've been doing with this is we've been really helping golfers um, really develop a process by which, that they, by which they, can, they can get properly aligned. So line up the golf ball. With that, and we teach people how to do that. Then you take this putter now that has the same lines, match the lines on the putter to the ball, and now from it's so liberating because you never have to think about alignment. Now you're over a putt, you just think about how hard you want to hit it. It's it's an incredibly simple innovation that I think is probably the most profound one I've ever been a part of. Wow, that's saying a lot. Sean Toulon, Callaway, and Odyssey joining us here on Real Golf Radio. So. It's not foreign, right? This is not, I mean, we've always worked on alignment. We, we, you know, we, whether it was a single line on the golf ball to the single little line, aiming line on your putter or what have you, you were always trying to line something up. So this is just basically saying, okay, here's what we're trying to do. We're not doing a very good job of it. So let's see if we can improve that process. And by the yep. way, if we do, you're going to make more putts. And if you make more putts, you're going to have more fun. I, I mean, yeah, that, no, that, that's I, it, right? I think that's a lot of it. There's only about half the golfers in America use the line to line up. And I will tell you, the other half that don't, you should. And I think, um, I think you'll see it because already on tour, we're seeing a lot more people use the triple track ball. We see a lot more people using line. There's going to be a lot more interest in it. When I showed it um, to Mike Shannon, who's probably the, the leading putter, putter instructor in, uh, in America, he said the first thing he did, he called me immediately and he said, First of all, is this legal? And then secondly, he said, this is like having a six-inch chalk line on every single putt. This is going to revolutionize putting for people. But, and I know this sounds like a hyperbole, but I'm telling you, every single golfer that I've – in these 1,500 fifths that I've done, I'll bet you there's less than 10 that could align into the middle of the hole from 10 feet. And most of them are – and I have a, I have an aim board there sitting behind the hole that's, that's got about six, six inches or so on each side of it. I'd say 70% of them are entirely off the board. And when I get them to use the ball and the putter, they almost always go immediately inside the hole. So it goes from almost nobody aligning well, I mean literally almost nobody, to almost everybody aligning great. And it happens in three minutes. It, it's such a a dramatic improvement. It's, it's incredible. So I know people, some people will say, Oh my God, there's lines. It's busy. It's this and this. Well, let me tell you without it, you're a bad aligner with it. You're a phenomenal aligner. What models do you oh. have in the triple track right now? 
Yep. So the natural was a two ball, right? So we did two ball in two different hosel configurations, one face balance, one with some toe hang. Uh, two ball blade, which we brought back. That one's doing great, and it's got a lot of action on tour. Marksman, our new number 10 in two different hosel configurations. So we've got a total, and uh, we're just launching a new number seven in a couple of different hosel configurations. So we'll have a total of nine different styles to look at. Let me ask you, Sean Toulon, Callaway and Odyssey joining us here on Real Golf Radio. Let me ask you the question, and I'm sure people oppose this to you. With all of the, the talk about slow play and that type of thing, is there a situation where guys will be you know, taking more time now they're trying to line their golf ball up, and now they got to go behind it and try to line the putter up to the golf ball, and then when they stand behind it, they might think, oh, that's just off a little bit, and then they're back to lining the ball, then back to lining the putter. Is there any of that discussion that's going on? Well, there is a discussion on that going on, but let me tell you what, this is really simple. It takes a lot less time to two putt or one putt than three putt. So that's for sure. <laughs> and so I think we're going to see that. And when you get, when you work with it a little bit, it's very, very fast to align. So you simply get behind it, um, line up the ball, and then you'll see it. There's a process that the tour pros use now called scoping. So they'll take the shaft. It almost looks like sort of a plumb bob, but you'll see them. They'll kneel behind it and they'll take the putter shaft sort of um, almost parallel to the ground, but not quite, and line up the line to whatever their target line or start line is. And then once they've got that figured out, which takes seconds, then they get over it and they just line the lines to the line on the ball and away you go. So I think actually it's going to speed up play. And I think it could speed up play quite a bit. I like it. I, I thought That's you were awesome. just supposed to stand over the ball and, you know, have, have, having done all your research and plummet or whatever you're going to do, then you stand over the ball and then second guess it and try to manipulate your stroke. I thought that was the way you put it. <laughs> but honestly, that's what golfers do now, right? And, and when I see it, first of all, when I, when I do these fittings or the team does them because we all do them, uh, and we ask the, the players, well, how do you putt? And they say, well, I'm terrible. And honestly, nobody should be a bad putter. When they say to me they're bad, I just, I kind of want to just give them a hug. You know, it's just like, I mean, to be a good putter, you don't have to be fast or strong or smart or whatever. You just need to have a process. And, um, and this, this system gives you one uh, that's incredibly repeatable. And, and honestly, everybody improves immediately. Mm. And, cool. and then you add this, and then you add the stroke lab to it, and and it helps the stroke even more. Yeah, so I, I thanks for bringing that up, Bob. So the the stroke lab shaft really helps um, kind of smooth out a lot of the inconsistencies that you would have in a stroke. How long your backstroke would be, um, the speed of your and overall rhythm and tempo of your stroke, your ability to control to, con, to control the club face. So I mean that's all really important. So I would say. Um, We've, we've really got three technologies in these new putters. One is Stroke Lab, which really attacks inconsistencies in your stroke, and that's done phenomenal. I mean, literally now we have hundreds in play every week on tours worldwide. Number two, we have a firmer insert in these putters that's called MicroHinge Star, and that, that gets you right back to the sound and feel that we had with really the loved white-hot insert. The difference is it's got about 60 RPMs more forward roll, so it improves the forward roll and the consistency of, and the really the tightness of the roll coming off the putter, and now alignment. So um, I don't know, unless we can figure out the Rodney Dangerfield thing, um, I think we've got everything I know to put on a putter right now. 
So, Sean, before we let you go, do you then recommend, because obviously you sell putters without the triple track, uh, is yep. it really just one of those things, look, go go try it out and see, and if it improves, you know, go with it, and if, and if you don't, if you just don't like it, don't. But, I mean, obviously you sell other options, right, non-triple track options. We do, but I will tell you, um, triple track will help everybody. There are going to be golfers, lots of them, that will at first, you know, will be slow to ad- adopt if or, or not. Uh, because they're more, you know, traditionalist or purist or whatever. But um, honestly, unless unless you just don't want to make more putts, I would I would try to triple track for sure. <laughs> All right. Well, there goes my Palm <laughs> Beach Toulon uh, putter that I loved last year. Right. There, there could be a there could be a triple track version of that at some point. Okay. All right. I like well, that. Well, but I love that you're coming out with the seven because the seven's all me. <laughs> you're gonna love it too. That thing is awesome. Just coming out, it won't. That won't hit the stores until I think about the first part of April. But we're just bringing it out on tour right now, and it's been great. All right, that was Sean Toulon from Callaway Odyssey Golf. We appreciate him spending some time giving you some insights and making a compelling case for why you might want to try the new triple track putters from Callaway Golf. And it's brought to you by Uwena Golf. You can pick those triple track putters up at Uwena Golf with their locations up and down the Wasatch Front, serving Utah golfers since 1971 and home of the 90-day 100% satisfaction guarantee at Uwena Golf. More of the show, including the caddy, next. Hi, it's Ned Siegfried. Siegfried & Jensen has been around a long time. We've been handling injury cases for over 30 years. During this time, Siegfried & Jensen has had the privilege of helping tens of thousands of Utahns. If you've had the misfortune of being injured in an accident, we'd love to help you as well. To talk to us for free about your situation, call us at 801-222-2222 or visit us at SiegfriedJensen.com. Temperatures are dropping, and you know what that means. Frozen pipes, busted sprinklers, and worse. Turn to the experts at Mountainland Supply to get you the right products for your yard. That will last this time. Mountainland Supply is an exclusive Rainbird Golf distributor in Utah. That means the golf pros and superintendents trust Mountainland Supply and Rainbird for their sprinklers, controllers, pipe, and everything they need to irrigate their golf courses. Shop where the pros shop. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest to you. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant, game changers even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts, and I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts, no more solution, no more glasses. Instantly, I could see. It was so easy, and it worked. My only regret was waiting so long. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with the latest technology, they give you more options than ever. Do yourself a favor. Go to HoopsVision.com right now and schedule your free consultation. And mention Real Golf Radio and save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Hoops Vision is your key to making sure 
sure nothing gets between you and your life focus. It's one of those moments you'll always remember. Hi, fellow sports fans. It's Ned Siegfried. What would we do without sports? Following our favorite sports teams, whether it be the Jazz or the Utes or the Cougs, takes our mind off the many challenges in life. Accidents and their resulting injuries are certainly unexpected challenges that many people are forced to deal with. If you're one of these people, we'd love to talk to you about your situation. Call us at 801-222-2222. We'll talk to you for free. Or visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com. Hey guys, BT here, and Bob and I are two happy customers of Barbecue Pit Stop. I'm absolutely in love with my new Yoder YS640S. This is the most versatile smoker grill I've ever used, and its Wi-Fi makes it a cinch. I feel like a barbecue pit master. Hey, whatever you need from grills and smokers to rubs and sauces, Barbecue Pit Stop has it for you in one of their three locations, Lehigh, Salt Lake, or Layton, or online at barbecuepitstop.com. Whether you're a casual golfer or an avid golfer, let You Into Golf help you fill your wish list with the season's best deals in golf. Featuring special holiday offers from Titleist. Save on Titleist Pro V1, Pro V1X, and AVX golf balls for only $39.99 a dozen. And save $30 on Titleist Vokey SM7 wedges for only $119.99. And while you're there, register to win free golf balls for a year. You Into Golf offers an exclusive 90-day satisfaction guarantee. You Into Golf, helping golfers' holiday dreams come true since 1971. It's a reround on Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. All right, welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you. This segment brought to you by Siegfried and Jensen, 801-222-2222, 801-222-2222, Siegfried and Jensen. It's time for America's Favorite Caddy. There are bag rats, and then there are caddies. Pro jocks who are legends in caddy shacks across the PGA Tour. While we can neither confirm nor deny the existence of this legendary looper, here he is, the caddy on Real Golf Radio. Caddy joins us right here on Real Golf Radio, and I had a chance to talk to the caddy offline uh, earlier today. Just had a great conversation, you know. I mean, the guy the guy knows his stuff. He's a great, just a great guy to chat with. What's up, Caddy? <clears throat> just uh, trying to trying to stay humble. <laughs> we kind of covered the gamut earlier today. We're not gonna we're not gonna get into all of that um, of what we talked about t- today earlier offline. But it was it was fun. It was uh, it was good to talk about. However, are you going to share the story? that you shared with me. Did you get it confirmed enough that you can share it? Or can we just go with, don't let the truth get in the way of a good story. Cause it was a great caddy story. I have not confirmed, but we could always tell the story without naming names. All right. So let's just, let's just call him. Let's just call him uh tour pro Joe. <laughs> tour pro Joe. So tour pro Joe had a, what would you describe that career as Brian? Kind of a journeyman career, but pretty solid. I mean, uh, playing professional golf on the tour most of your career—that's pretty good stuff, isn't it? Yeah, I think I would. I think journeyman. You think? I think journeyman guy with the, you know. I don't know that he really ever lost his card. I would say he's you know, and he's kind of a middle of the line. You know, most people would know his name. Yeah. Well, it's caddy. Uh, the, there happens to be a tournament uh, in his in his hometown, so he invites his caddy to. Hey, you know, why don't you just stay at the house for the week? Great, thanks, boss. This is awesome. You know, home cooking, staying at the house, life is good. So uh, when he gets the check, 
at the end of the tournament, Caddyshack, uh, he discovered that Brent was taken out. Did you hear what he said? Could you pick that up? Rent. Yeah, rent. Rent was taken out. Rent was taken out, yeah. <laughs> so the pro invited him to stay at the house. Come on, stay at the house. It'd be great. Oh, awesome. Thanks. Uh, oh, by the way, here's your bill. <laughs> <clears throat> Can you can you believe you can't make that stuff up? So Tour Pro You can't make that one up. Tour Pro Joe like actually invited him over to his house and then deducted what he paid him out of the I mean, come on. That Do you is You know how much she charged tonight? I don't, but uh, as, as Brian Taylor suggested that did he get the, the slip under the door in the morning with the bill on? I mean, what was checkout time eleven o'clock and he over online it? checkout? Was there an online checkout available? I, I I'm not sure oh if any my. of that place. You know, he oh, probably didn't even. You know, the the beauty of it is, is he probably didn't get the folio slipped under the door. In fact, he he basically just found out as soon as he looked at his check and realized that it was, uh, you know, who knows how much less than it was supposed to be. But that that is a. That is a really bad move. I mean, we we laughed about that today, but come on, are you serious? I mean, these you seriously invite somebody over and then you you back charge them for it, or you take it out of their pay? Oh, I mean, that's my. that's poor form. Yeah, there was a time in New Orleans when <clears throat> Kelly Gibson told his caddy, "Hey, go down. I won't name the restaurant, but hey, I'm real good buddies with the the guy at the Mater D at the restaurant. Go down there; they'll take care of you." So it, it's a high-end place in New Orleans, and you know how good the food is there. Oh, my goodness. Oh. And so uh, Kelly's caddy went with another caddy who appreciated the finer things in life. And uh, anyway, they get in there, and they see the maitre d' say, hey, we're, you know, Kelly Gibson sent us here, et cetera. He says, oh, come on. We'll, we'll take care of you. We gotta, we'll, we'll go into the back, the tasting room. Oh, the tasting room. That sounds good. So. <laughs> they go back there, and there's a few people seated. A few people seated at tables. It's obviously a very VIP area, and they're thinking this is amazing. No menus. They're just bringing stuff out. They're bringing different kind of wines to taste. They're bringing just this, the most incredible collection of food you've ever had in your life. Just an amazing meal. <clears throat> and so, uh, at the end of the meal, here end of the meal, here comes the bill: six hundred and forty-two dollars. Ouch. And I said, yeah, they took care of you all right. <laughs> yeah, they did. They saw you coming. And this was 20 years ago. It wasn't like last year, 642. This was 20 years ago. Ooh, 300 yowzer. and a man. Yeah, they took care of them all right. Hey, thanks Ooh. for that, boss. Hey, if you can't run with the big dog, stay on the porch, boys. <laughs> you know, you oh, know if, I, <laughs> if I was that caddy, I would have said, you know, like they – like in Fletch, put it on the Underhills account. I would have said put it on the Gibson account. Yeah, that's on the Gibson account. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. Here, I'll, I'll pay the tip, but that's on the Gibson account. Sure. Well, I'll leave a cash tip for you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they can afford a cash tip. Ooh. So. I don't know yeah. that I've ever spent $600 on a dinner. I, th- I think oh. I'm pretty now sure the, I haven't. Mm. No. Now, the caddy, the caddy. Um, oh, so, so speaking of, of bills and things like that, I, I was chatting, uh, chatting with a guy the other night, played golf at the plantation club in Palm, Palm desert, which is just a phenomenal place. It is incredibly nice and sitting around the, uh, the fire pit after the round, watching the sunset, really just so beautiful outside in Palm desert in the, in the winter, you know, and, 
And uh, so one of the one of the uh, guys who sat there, we were, we were trading some stories, and he said, he said, "Yeah, I went to went to stay at such and such a hotel in in Big Sur, and I I didn't know the name at all. I couldn't even tell it, bring it up. I've never heard of this place." And he said, "Yeah, I had to do it. I had to give it a shot." He goes, "You want to know what the room was, my buddy?" And he says, "How much?" He goes, "2,600 hundred a night." Oh. And it was worth it. And it was worth it. I'm like, nothing's worth that. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'd say. I mean, you're, yeah, you could be clipping my toenails, and it's not worth it. I just, it's just <laughs> gross. It uh, that's gonna that's gonna run you about twenty six hundred. You see my feet? Wow. <laughs> no. Please stop. No. Gosh. Yeah. So so. All right, wait, 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 wait. Back, back it up. Back, back it up, Caddy. First of all, <laughs> back it up. One, you played golf? Yes, the first time in four years I've played eighteen holes, and uh, wow. on the exact same course. On the exact same course, I played my last round of golf. I remember that January sixth, twenty sixteen, was my previous round. I played golf with Bo Hostler that day when he was still an amateur at Texas before the shoulder injury. That's how long ago that was. So there you go. So one, you played golf. That's remarkable. Two, you were sitting around the fire pit and somebody actually had the audacity to try to swap stories with you. I mean, have you ever seen the Brian Regan bit about the me monster? I mean, there is no chance that that guy had no clue what he was going up against. Right. I mean, you could have, you could have storied him under the table. Well, I like to, alter my performance or impact or whatever you want to call it. You know, I, if, if, if the audience can hang, then, you know, we'll let it all go. If not, you know, we'll be polite. All right, there you go. That was a caddy who joined us uh, earlier. If you missed it, there you go. Like to bring you some of the great interviews uh, that we had. And by the way, Weston Mon, uh, former assistant at uh, Thanksgiving Point, joined us. We didn't have time to get to him here in hour three, but we did play him in hour two. And uh, if you missed it, you can check it out on any of your uh, podcast sites. But some pretty interesting stuff. Uh, love what Weston's doing on social at Weston Mon Golf. You can check that out. Uh, by the way, uh, this has been the Mountainland Supply Hour of Real Golf Radio. Mountainland Supply, your turf specialist with rainbird sprinklers controller drip irrigation and everything you need to irrigate your lawn like the pros at mountainlandsupply.com uh, bob coming up next week the old crosby clam bake i just love saying yep. that i wish we stuck to some of those old time traditions <laughs> but hey you know money's involved and it's important so it's the at&t pebble beach pro-am hello friends i'm jen nance with an amazing house just off the 18th green yeah. Oh, what a beautiful place. Uh, a def- definitely a great place. Had, you know, we had the chance to play the course set up for the U.S. Open this last summer. Uh, that's the first time I've ever played at Pebble Beach. Uh, played Spyglass. I played Monterey Peninsula and all three of those courses. They'll be playing this next week. It should be a great event. Last year, Phil Mickelson was the, was the winner and he will hopefully be the defending champion. But um, it's going to be... It's going to be a great tournament to watch. I just love watching, especially those last couple of rounds and watching there at Pebble Beach. Yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, we always look forward to that. And then, you know, look, a Tigers event and 
and uh, then down to Mexico for some WGC action, and then they head to Florida. So uh, that starts getting your juices flowing because you got Players Championship, and then the Masters just right around the corner. Ooh, yeah. maybe we'll see when Tiger gets to another opportunity at win number eighty-three. All right, uh, that'll do it for us again. Thanks to Dave Glauser, our producer. Thanks to our, all of our sponsors uh, for uh, for what they do. Barbecue Pit Stop. Don't forget to turn you into a Barbecue Pit Stop Master. BarbecuePitStop.com. We'll see you next week, every Saturday, six to nine for Dave and Bob. I'm Brian. Thanks for joining us right here on 1280 The Zone. Thanks for listening to Brian and Bob on Real Golf Radio. Join us on Twitter at Real Golf or on our website at realgolfradio.com. It's been real. 